0: Hey, welcome to the podcast Podcast. My name is Don. My name is Scott. And this is the second time in a row in my basement. So, in the headphones, I hear the fan of the furnace, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how well it'll pick up on here. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what we see.
1: And We're surrounded by a lot of Legos.
0: A lot like of Legos. If you
1: ever want to build anything with Legos, <laughs> there is a lot of Legos.
0: A lot. There is... Three, almost four kids' worth of Legos over a, uh, I'd say a twelve-year stretch.
1: Okay. Do all of your kids like Legos? Uh,
0: the oldest did for a while, and then kind of grew out of it. Probably the fastest. Okay. Uh, my second oldest is growing out of it. Okay. He'll come down here and fiddle around, but it's not like it used to be. Okay. Um, sister has one. Any Lego down here that's like pink or purple probably Mm -hmm. came from the one bucket that she got okay um she enjoyed them at christmas that year okay that was about it um and then currently the next in line is a huge fan and most of this is his okay so
1: yeah most of my my girls got into legos for a short time because they had lego friends or the girl version and they had like girl princess castles and stuff And those lasted for a Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I thought, oh, they love Legos. And so, like, we have a ton of them. It's just they don't love Legos. And they like the idea of them.
0: See the Minecraft ones over uh-huh. there? Yeah. That, those crack me up because it's like I build virtually and then I build not virtually. I build it in real life or something. So
1: like, Minecraft is like the new version of Legos. <laughs> Yeah, um,
0: and it's also a version of Legos.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you can like have <laughs> you know. the virtual version of Lego. So it'd be the Lego virtual version of Legos. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the virtual, the Lego virtual version of Legos. And
0: if you look, like if you look around, like all those bags still have Legos in them. Most of these bins have some level of Legos in them. Oh wow! That table up there, see all those? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand at what point you're like. Yeah, I don't really need any more.
1: What are you going to do with them?
0: Uh, well, they're still being used right now. Oh, that's so true. I guess I, I'm wondering what's going to happen when, like, one of them moves or goes to college and wants them for their kids.
1: Oh. And they're like,
0: are they going to, like, start divvying them up? Like, all right, I had all the Minecraft guys. All right, there's six Chewbacca's here. Which one do you want? Like,
1: I could see kids doing that.
0: We have, like. My kids would so we i know we we actually have three different versions of chewbacca and Mm -hmm. one is like really old and like our kid wanted it really bad and we found on ebay and we paid like 10 bucks for it oh wow and i kind of want to know if it still exists although that's like is it anywhere here
1: although that's not a bad price like we went into the lego store one time and oh my gosh like just for little people type things oh yeah ridiculous is like that little thing is worth six bucks
0: I'm wondering what like I bet you the Grogu baby Yoda I bet you that little thing is ridiculous oh I bet you it is that has to be that thing was like look we have a Mandalorian uh, right here but this one's got a orange helmet I don't know. oh yeah he probably has a name uh, I don't recognize him we Can also you... have Quicksilver and Thor sitting over there
1: oh wow wait see the one without the head
0: no, they're both standing.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I see now.
0: Yeah, and it's a shark. Okay. Yeah. I think the headless one is uh, Chris Pratt. What's his name? Star-Lord. Oh, nice. What's funny is my kids got one set years ago. It was Wolverine, um, Spider-Man, and Deadpool. Ooh. But it was, like, before half of them had, like, legit like i mean wolverine had movies obviously and Mm -hmm. spider-man did but deadpool i don't think had a movie at the time that set came out
1: oh really
0: yeah so that's kind of a
1: deadpool is
0: he's got two movies yeah he does and
1: i think he's being put in the marvel universe too so
0: i'm sure everybody is oh yeah you know how that that whole like um you know like the six degrees of separation of kevin bacon or whatever Mm -hmm. it's about to be like the six degrees of separation of marvel movies but it's gonna be like two degrees yeah Oh yeah, so I thought he acted with him in a Marvel movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and then everyone's like, I want to be in a Marvel movie. I mean, that's like the thing.
0: I mean, I I I'd like it. I mean, I I'd would be cool too. with it, but mm-hmm. it's
1: No one runs out did, to be in the DC movies. Did you see the Shang Chi? Shang Chi, Shang Chi. Yeah, that was actually a good movie. Was,
0: I saw that. It, okay. We started Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Because my daughter's friend, my daughter is 11. Right. So, you know, she's not that old. Um, she, we started watching it because a friend of hers saw it, loved it, and said that she saw it like three times. Oh, wow. And then, like, right at the beginning, I was like, this is kind of dark. And then there's a couple jokes and a couple of comments. I was like, yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. So we never finished it. And then we watched, like, Shang-Chi instead. And it was, like, really good. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. It kind of, like, it was mm-hmm. the mouth rinse. Like, yeah. it got the Black Widow out <laughs> yeah. of.
1: I liked Black Widow, but I also didn't watch it with my kids. Yeah, we...
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I li- I did like um, Shang-Chi. Um, I thought it was... I actually didn't think I was going to like it very much, but I actually okay. really, really liked it. Um, and then I saw... Oh, shoot. The, um, By the time
0: this podcast comes out, there'll be like Shang-Chi 2. <laughs> yeah. What, what,
1: what is that movie we just saw, The Eternals?
0: I never saw
1: that one. Yeah, don't. Um, nope. Yeah. Spaceship! I, I wasted my time seeing that. Um,
0: yeah, it looked boring.
1: We may lose some podcasters on that, but
0: but it, it, it got I got mixed reviews. Say it was, yeah, yeah I've heard. It when, I haven't heard anybody say you got to go see Eternals. Yeah, it
1: was. We waited for Netflix, not or not Netflix, but Disney um, Plus. Disney Plus. And I was like, oh my gosh, when is this movie over? And the only reason I kept Jeez. watching it is because I at least wanted to see how it ended.
0: My wife's gonna kill me for sharing this on here. So
1: that, that, that's okay. Our wives don't listen to it. Remember.
0: We got... Yeah, yeah. We got a Roku uh, stick. Like, we bought it... What We have, like... Uh, uh, if you don't know, I have five kids. So, we actually have three TVs that have some kind of Roku connectivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because Disney Plus and all that, you can watch them on any of the TVs. And uh, it came with uh, three months of HBO Max. Okay. I think. So, we set up a kid account, and we use that primarily for Sesame Street. Mm. And we watched... Um, Crazy Rich Asians that was my okay i made you watch a lot of explosions I'll watch one with you okay um, <clears throat> and other than that we haven't really oh we no yeah we haven't watched I don't think anything else on it really outside like I said Sesame Street probably gets the most play so one night I went to bed and my wife was like just like scrolling through all this stuff because like we have Hulu Disney Plus um, HBO Max and then we have Spectrum like their app so we have like all these like on demand things we like never yeah. really take advantage of so she's like well what's the big deal with game of thrones oh no so she watched like five minutes of it in of like the first episode and said that she, it basically kept her up all night
1: oh my gosh
0: it like kept it like she was so disturbed <laughs> but i was like i was like because we just so we also like just ended a netflix subscription yeah but like you know how like you ended like well you paid for the month so you get it yeah so we watched this thing where um people were chasing cheese down a hill huh. it's called we are the champions really um and they have like these weird things that people compete in and people are like tripping and falling down the hill and yeah, yeah. like hurting themselves and all this stuff and i'm cracking up and just like oh i can't watch it. this is horrible i was like you could have finished watching that what makes you think game of thrones was gonna <laughs> be like, how's that gonna work over with you kind of thing she's like i was like everybody talks about it so i was like what's the big deal i was like there's a reason we've never been begging to watch it. Mm -hmm. I I was like, there's like a hundred gospel coalition and John Piper articles as to why you shouldn't watch it. (laughs) I was like, and you know that like we go to like the, the church we go to is very, so this part of the conversation was, um, I, I got a new iPad and I wanted to just test the video on it. And like, when you get an iPad pro tip, wear the battery down to zero cause it recalibrates it and it gives you better life. Oh. Um, I, I've been, it's been pretty standard. Like whenever I get them, it's like they only last for about two or three hours, but then I wear them down to zero. You get like six, seven, eight hours out of them.
1: So is this Apple or electronics?
0: I don't know. Okay. Cause I don't uh, know. Yeah. I don't know. It, cause I've
1: heard something similar with other electronics. Yeah. Um,
0: just wear it down to zero okay. and then go back and start. It seems to work better it, for, in my hindsight. Right. Um, so I was like, Oh, I'm going to like, just, I'll, throw some video on it that'll take the battery down faster and so uh i i went to hulu and i saw logan and i was like i saw i watched like the first five minutes of it and i was like yeah this is this isn't a movie i'll be watching with jill like <laughs> but so we were talking about it with our our uh friends at our community group for church and uh-huh. the one guy's like yeah that was just a movie that i left and i was like i'm not in a good mood anymore <laughs> but uh, like i was like i was like so you know we just had that conversation with how like gritty the first five minutes of Logan was in like I'm imagining the Game of Thrones is probably worse <laughs> I've
1: actually never seen Game of Thrones I've heard about Game of Thrones
0: yeah I've but I've v- never
1: seen never never seen it
0: so I have a, um, a internet friend for lack of a better way to put it who says it's fine and okay. like the rest of the group of friends like no it's not <laughs> so okay I leave that decision up to you. This is not the Game of Thrones podcast. However, right. since we're talking about stabbing things with swords... And, and violence. Yeah.
1: Um, and wrath and blood and...
0: Let's polish that sword up Yeah, and make it flash like lightning.
1: Well, at least it's going to look good yeah. until it doesn't.
0: You know, we are talking about losing listeners, like, for different reasons. Like... I just admitted to using Apple products, so there goes all the Android listeners.
1: Don't don't worry, I don't use Apple at all.
0: Yeah, we just made fun of Game of Thrones. There goes all those listeners. Yeah. Made fun of Logan. We really made fun of Netflix. Careful
1: what we do. Although we haven't done that yet, so if people are still following us after Deuteronomy, Hosea, Joel, and Ezekiel. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping though. That ezekiel starts getting a little bit more encouraging soon and i know we're getting close
0: yeah sure yeah sure yeah, we are, sure mm-hmm. we are. yeah well um, yeah sure we are <laughs> i mean once
1: we start like once god starts taking his wrath out on other nations i feel like
0: i feel <laughs> a little bit better yeah but even in spoiler alert in this chapter he's like i was coming for you <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> but <clears throat> so there's a little bit of hope there
1: yeah, yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> How far do you want to start out? Um, so we are in uh, chapter 21, starting mm-hmm. with verse 8 Do you want to do a
1: recap of last time? Uh, do you remember that? La- so it's been a couple I'm like looking,
0: because yeah, we did a multiple on the last one We went over two chapters, right?
1: Mm-mm. No, I think we just did that
0: Oh, we just did the start? I think so I'll have to listen to it, I don't know. Because we
1: did the, so the, end of 20, so the beginning of 21 was the end of 20 but they kind of fit together. Right. Um,
0: oh, so we did like the last verse or so of... I don't remember. Yeah, and this
1: is where he unsheathes his sword in the beginning.
0: For some reason, I have look up urine in big, giant letters on here, and I don't remember why.
1: Yeah, because the NIV said, and every leg will be wet with urine.
0: Oh, that's right. And, and we
1: found out that actually that translation probably wasn't the most accurate it doesn't mean it wasn't my favorite but it was definitely the most accurate
0: so in or was real, not the most accurate in real world we uh we had a blizzard so we missed a week and,
1: and then we had covid more and, covid and isolation so like we've had a couple um, didn't we have a couple
0: i thought we had something storms? else yeah we had so we've had it, once again it's been a couple of weeks so if we're like Stumbling on what we did
1: last time. We're literally stumbling on what we did last time.
0: Because yeah, real time, yeah. we have no idea what we did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're un- unsheathe the sword. Um, yeah. So
0: let's let's unsheathe our. Wait, that doesn't sound right. No. Um, Sheath your
1: sword, please. Yes. Um. All right. Keep it PG. Um. <laughs> I just see I left my Bible at home, which is crazy for like a podcast that talks about the Bible.
0: So when I went upstairs, I told my wife, I was like, "Yeah, I gotta find a Bible because Scott didn't bring a." A bible to the podcast or to the bible study <laughs>
1: did she make fun of me she should have no
0: nah, not really, really. Oh, she should have
1: <laughs> well, um, i'll get her to next time okay sounds good all right so maybe eight through 17 or is that too far
0: um yeah that'd be fine because that's like one whole that's the whole, whole song all right yeah boom. so i'm gonna
1: sing to you people all right Rock on. And the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy and say, thus says the Lord, say, a sword, a sword is sharpened and also polished, sharpened for slaughter, polished <laughs> to flash like lightning. Or shall we rejoice? You have, or shall we rejoice? You have despised the rod, my son, with everything by of wood. So the sword is given to be polished that it may be grasped in the hand. It is sharpened and polished to be given into the hand of the slayer. Cry out and wail, son of man, for it is against my people. It is against all the princes of Israel. They are delivered over to the sword um, with my people. Strike therefore upon your thigh, for it will not be a testing for it will not be a testing. What could it do if you despise the rod, declares the Lord God? As for you, son of man, prophesy, clap your hands, and let the sword come down twice, yes, three times. The sword for those to be slain. It is the sword for the great slaughter which surrounds them, that their hearts may melt and may stumble. At all their gates I have given the glittering sword. Ah, it is made like lightning. It is taken up for the slaughter. Cut sharply to the right, set yourself to the left. Wherever you face, wherever your face is directed, I will clap my hands and I will satisfy my fury. I the Lord have spoken. The word of Oh, yep. Yep, I would
0: spoken. spoken. Oh, yeah, that's tiny. That's tiny text. So. You need something like this. I do. <laughs> all right.
1: So what you got?
0: So there's a. Uh, OK, so in this chapter or this section of this chapter, this literally is like a poem or a song. Um, so from verse eight to 17 is all kind of one heavy metal sounding lyric poem here. Uh, I've got a lot of notes. But I got a lot of other other things I could not find answers to. Really? So I'm hoping that you get to fill in my gaps. Yeah. yeah. So and I I uh, I have two main commentaries that I use, and then I have like all sorts of tools, like grammatical tools and stuff like that. And honestly, I was kind of surprised because I was like, nobody else asked this question, Mm -hmm. or does nobody else have an answer yet? Which is fine in of itself.
1: Because one of my commentaries, I've been using two different commentaries as well. This one is by Stephen Toll, and that's the one I found the most on. Um, The other one with Christopher Wright, like, there wasn't a lot to be said. So Mm -hmm. I actually don't have a ton.
0: Well, let's just hope once it? Oh, stupid. Uh, Sorry, it's a word I didn't want. Um, uh, Yeah, let's just hope you fill in my gaps. All right, let's see. Uh, So we kind of start out uh, with a typical prophetic uh, introduction that... Ezekiel <coughs> Gesundheit is known more COVID spreading around my house, bro. Sorry. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, the me- le- 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 Megatron le- 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 version. Yeah. Me- Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the one after the Optimus Prime oh, version.
0: Optimus Mega Oh, no. Mm-hmm. When we get to the Starscream or whatever, I'm out. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. Um, so kind of just some little fun facts like uh, we get that intro to the prophecy and then we get literally the song about the sword. A sword, a sword, a sharpen, also polished. Sharpen for slaughter, polished to flash like lightning. So Middle Eastern swords, there were quite a few different types. Um, There's everything from like scimitars that were like the hook swords that were really good for like, you know, riding through and chopping people up. There were your typical broad swords that you would fight with like man to man, one on one, that would be one handed or two handed, depending on the size of the person wielding it and the size of the sword. There were swords that had, like, a vacuum groove through it, like a blood groove, so you could ride it and swipe people from a horse. And it when it gets stuck in the body, you could pull it back out. All sorts of cool swords during this time. All right? Love that part. Polished to flash like lightning. Commentators are split. My one commentator said it means that it's shiny. The other one said it could either mean that it's shiny or that it was a fat... like. He, the person using it would be proficient, and it would be fast. Like, they could, you know, cut you up into little pieces super fast, like lightning.
1: So I have no, like, backing for this. But there's imagery of, like, if I remember, like, lightning on the throne when we're talking about in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Could there be any, like, divine imagery? I mean, I didn't see anything. I was just curious. No, I, mean, I do know. You sometimes see that... <clears throat>
0: Like and lightning,
1: so I don't know. Okay. Those
0: cats were fast, and no, um, I didn't see anything like that. Sorry.
1: I didn't either. I, that just came to mind as, as we reread that. So.
0: So this comes my first question, the parenthetical statement. Or shall we rejoice? You have despised the rod, my son, with everything of wood. What?
1: <laughs> is that sarcasm? Is it? Is it basically saying because like I don't know. <laughs> Cause I think he took so, uh, it. Cause what verse is that again?
0: It's the end of ten. I get the or shall we rejoice? Like you know, like you know, this looks bad, but maybe we should be happy. It says you have despised the rod, my son, with everything of wood. That part I don't understand.
1: Yeah, I don't. I
0: don't get that. Uh, yeah, euphemism. What's uh, that? No. What's the other word? Idiom. I found nothing. Nothing at all. Two commentaries, both very good ones. Hmm. Did not hit on it
1: I mean we know from chapter 18 That God takes No pleasure in death
0: Right Um, So that could definitely lend to the sarcasm So
1: that's why I was wondering if like maybe that There was some sarcasm in there Is even God is saying That we shouldn't be rejoicing That this is happening And yet It's happening Like, I mean I
0: was wondering if it's God or if the parenthetical strikes at it at being Ezekiel. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, hey, maybe this ain't a bad thing, you know, but like, I can't imagine him being so flippant with as much as in the past in the book, he was, you know, weeping about these judgments. Hmm. So I don't know. That's a, that's one I could not find any, anything to really help out with that little, little statement there. But it, then it goes on. The sword is given to be polished that it may be grasped in the hand it is sharpened and polished to be given into the hand of the slayer. Um, pretty. Yeah. You know that's the that's the montage. <clears throat> you know, if you're watching the movie, you see the guy like, you know, he's beating the sword with the like as he's building like what do they call those like uh, blacksmith? Oh yeah. yeah. He's blacksmith and he's pounding it now. He's sharpening it and now. He's polishing it, and then he gives it to the person who's about to like turn that beautiful piece of artwork into an instrument of like complete slaughter so i yeah. mean i've got more but i'll give you a chance to fill in some
1: i don't know if i can fill in more i mean because as we go on um i think we see like in, in verse 15 um sorry we're not working on a table so i'm i'm, I'm learning how to, to move right things there. around oh <laughs> way over there yeah not near the microphone um that their hearts may melt and many stumble um at all their gates I have given the glittering sword. Odd ah, is made like lightning and is taken out for the slaughter. Cut sharply to the right. Set yourself to the left where, where we face is directed. Um, escape isn't really possible. Um, we see the sword is at the city gates. um slashes right and left. Um, the hearts are going to, to melt um, as they see the slaughter happening. Um, you, um, when the sword is finished its work and all hope is lost, um, God, once again, is going to gonna clap his hands. But, but really, for the, for the most part, we see the slaughter is imminent. Um, it's going to happen. You're not going to escape. Um, people are going to be afraid. But I think there's good reason to be as they kind of see the slaughtering happen. So there wasn't, again, a, like a lot of really deep stuff I got out of it. Pre- I mean, pretty obvious stuff as you read the text. Um, is kind of kind of what we, we pulled
0: out yeah there's a couple of reinforcements like in verse 12 right at the end he says strike therefore upon your thigh that's literally a symbol of sorrow mm-hmm. um, some translators will say uh, mm-hmm. strike your chest which would it was another possible I don't know like why thigh one out in the ESV and chest one out in the niV hmm. um, but basically you know it's like you know, you're sad. So you're like, ah, you know, like, it's not a, it's not a war cry strike. It's a, you know, you're, it's okay to be sad here right? to, to not be happy with this. Um, and then when we get to the, he's talks about like, let the sword come down twice. yes, has three times. Um, essentially that's literal. What do you call that? Like exponential? Um, it literally is like times two times three. Um, to demonstrate that this will be a slaughter. Mm. Like this will be a giant wave of destruction. The sword coming down would be symbolic of the army coming once and wiping you out and then turning around and coming back and wiping you out and then turning around and coming back and wiping out whatever is left. It's another one of those utter destruction type of passages. Yeah. So, yeah, the the clap your hands, I couldn't find much on either. I found I found that to be kind of
1: yeah, I didn't find a lot. a lot of I mean he clapped his hands before and after. So you like you see at yeah. the beginning of the the slaughter and you see it at the end. So
0: is Ezekiel like standing there like you know, he says clap your hands and let the sword come down twice. Like you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what
1: that. I don't know. I mean, is it like a new object lesson that I'm just not getting? Because I mean, we we haven't seen him provide a good object lesson for a while. Yeah, it's
0: been a few chapters, um, right?
1: So I don't know if like clap your hands has something to do with that. But I again, don't recall I couldn't
0: it really being repeated anywhere else in scripture. Like I don't recall Joshua no. saying clap your hands before we attack AI. You know, like I just couldn't i never saw anywhere i couldn't think of any other spots
1: i mean is an announcement is it to get our attention i mean let's see because he
0: well then at the end he claps his hands i also will clap my hands is that where we get that slang clap back like
1: i don't know so god claps his hands and we clap back
0: no because the clap back's the retort right yeah yeah. Yeah. i don't know yeah there's a lot of like just interesting phrases in here that i was not able to find much on unfortunately yeah me neither
1: so. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. Oh. Your your little study Bible right here that you let me borrow. The
0: ESV study Bible by Crossway? Yes. They got to make that money. They hold better on. give us some sponsorship Clap cash. your
1: hands communicates agitation, perhaps in anticipation of the imminent, imminent judgment.
0: No, that can't be it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see that because, like, you know, yeah. sometimes you see, like, come on, let's go. You know, yeah. like, if you didn't hear that, it was, come on, let's go with claps in front of it. I mean, So, yeah, I could see
1: that. It's a way of getting attention and... Uh, or out. something's good. You don't just clap for no reason. I mean, right? Yeah. So I yeah. I don't know. That's best answer <laughs> I got.
0: I said, let's go. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We'll go with whoever wrote that commentary in the ESV Study Bible by Crossway Books Send us money. No.
1: Thank you. Um, We're
0: selling your Bibles.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yes, and it's a big Bible.
0: Yeah, it's it basically has that commentary and a bunch of other articles in it. It's not bad if you're, you know, just get into Bible study. It's a nice little.
1: We just bought uh, Hadessa. So Hadessa is like incredibly dyslexic. Um, and but she really is, is great with with comprehension and, and things like that. That's but, his daughter. Yeah, that's my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, he
0: doesn't know the literal king, like Queen Esther. Like,
1: <laughs> how do you know?
0: I have known you for a while.
1: Oh, OK, that's fair. But that long. She's pretty old.
0: <laughs> um, You're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Got a birthday coming up,
1: though. I do. Yeah. Yours is seven months later. Six. Well, seven months from later from now. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway.
0: You bought her I just a Bible. Brain farted. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And so I bought her a, a study Bible, and she loves that thing. Like, Which one did you get her? Um, I got her the NIV Study Bible. You didn't
0: get her the John MacArthur no. "How to Be a Jerk" Study Bible. No, 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 no. What about the apologetic, so you can argue your neighbor to Jesus?
1: No, this is a. It's more of a practical, so it gives you some of the historical aspects of the study Bible, um, and then it gives you kind of the application. So you've got really the historical and the application, which are both part of it. Um, which, for an eleven-year-old, ah, I think is. Um, yeah again she struggles reading other books and she's like but I want this I was like all right cool I'm all right get it for you and yeah she she digs it but yeah anyway so study bibles are good if you're just getting into it um,
0: i i would recommend not taking a study bible to church necessarily if you're easily distracted like me
1: yeah that explains a lot <laughs> because
0: if you're if you can focus on the text and listen to your pastor i recommend that You're fine. If you're like me, you would probably start reading all the commentaries and articles in the Bible and not listen.
1: See, once I installed (laughs) all my commentaries onto uh, my phone, it's really difficult because I was like, "Ooh, does it say that? Or what does this mean? Are you sure?" But but you didn't go very deep with this. I got a question about. And yeah, I I I lose the pastor because I'm in my own study by then. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I got that problem.
0: Yeah, so that's that's my little advice. If you can pay attention. You can take it. If you can't, meh, maybe you ought to think about, you know.
1: So I shouldn't take my phone as my Bible to church anymore.
0: You know, I do, but I have just the ESV app. Oh, okay. And there's nothing else. It, I, I saw, like, an ESV shell. Like, it's all ESV. Um, how, is there an NASB app?
1: You got that one app that's got everything on it.
0: Yeah, Vlogos, but I don't use that on my phone.
1: Well, no, that, that U version. Doesn't... Oh, I don't have it. Oh, yeah, U version has, like, oh. You can get French, Spanish, hmm. languages I've never heard of before. Um,
0: I wonder if I have...
1: I, I was going to use the Bible to help me learn Spanish, and then one of my... Um, I got a
0: Spanish Bible here somewhere.
1: One of my students said, don't do that, Mr. Sulik, um because how it's interpreted back and forth from Spanish to English, she's like, "It just, no. She's hmm. like, don't learn it that way. I was like, okay.
0: Oh, yeah, there's certain ones you're supposed to... There's, like, different <laughs> translations... I have one that's very literal. I I have the ESV on here, or uh, NASB on here. I didn't know that.
1: Well, back in college, there are NASB, NASB, and then now it's like ESV, ESV.
0: Um, yeah, I was big NASB for a while. Mm-hmm. And
1: then I switched to ESV.
0: I got into this thing where I was buying like every Bible translation just so I'd have it. Mm-hmm. And after I got a couple that like were really bad, I kind of stopped.
1: Well, now it's a phone. You can go from any... Right. <laughs> hey, I can get the Greek and Hebrew. I don't know what it says, but <laughs> I can get it.
0: I have a, a very nice Hebrew uh, NIV. Okay. Well, it used to be very nice. The cover's starting to wear off now. Yeah. Hmm. But it costs a lot of money.
1: Well, if you read... So do you read the Hebrew Bible on an app backwards? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah from the other right way. to left. Okay, yep. okay. Yep. All right, so that yeah, has nothing to do with Ezekiel. Oh, yeah, where were we? Yeah, do, do you want to um, go on to 18? To... I'm sorry, yeah. So 18
0: to... Yeah. Um, sorry. So we're a little bit
1: distracted tonight. I think we say that a lot um, in this podcast.
0: Distracted.
1: And 18 to 34? I feel like that might be too far.
0: That'd be end. It ends at 32.
1: So how about 18 to 24?
0: Yeah, that makes, that, that, that's a good, yeah, do it.
1: The word of the Lord came to me again. As for you, son of man, mark two ways for the sword of the king of Babylon to come. Both of them shall come from the same land and make a signpost, make it at the head of the way to a city. Mark a way for the sword to come to Rabbah of the Ammonites and to Judah and to Jerusalem the fortified. For the king of Babylon stands at the parting of the way, at the head of the two ways to use divination. He shakes the arrows, he consults the teraphim, he looks at the liver. Into the right hand comes the divination for Jerusalem, to set battering rams, to open the mouth with murder, to lift up the voice with shouting, to set battering rams against the gates, to cast up mounds, to build siege towers. But to them it will seem like a false divination, they have sworn Salamos but he brings their guilt to remembrance that they may be taken. Therefore...
0: That's 24.
1: Yeah, was I supposed to read that, or no?
0: Um... Um... You probably wait
1: a second. Alright, I'll wait a second.
0: There's not a whole lot here. Uh, the king of Babylon here is Nebuchadnezzar. Nebi. Mm-hmm. From VeggieTales fame. And Your his, phone is, his, like, his as big as my iPad.
1: Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want it to be that big, but... Yeah. That's what they had um hello sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what I did. You know, uh, if I don't yeah. wear a good belt my pants falls down
0: <laughs> um so yeah Nebi's Nebi's the yum. king of Babylon there mm-hmm. um one thing I found interesting is like it basically covers all three uh ways that they would practice like pagan prophecy or magic or whatever you want to call it I don't know I don't know what you want to call it um He talks about he shakes the arrows. That's one method, basically casting lots. Um, He consults the teraphim, which could either be house idols or the ghosts of dead ancestors, depending on, you know, which wave of uh, Babylonians were coming through. And then he talks about um, looking at the liver, which was thought to... uh, It was like you would look at an actual liver and the different color variations and stuff on it to tell you the future, quote-unquote. So they cover all three. I thought that was kind of a... It's one of those like God saying, like, yeah, they're going to consult all this stupid stuff, and then he just names it to try and see, like, what they're supposed to do.
1: And these are all things though, that the Babylonian, our, our military, would have used. Right. So it's not like they're, they're just coming up with imagery that makes no sense. I mean, the Babylonians would always go into a battle and seek out the gods through mm-hmm. some sort of divination or some sort of, and these were all ways that they would consult the gods or to figure out whether what they were supposed to do in battle.
0: Yeah, so I guess, like, the shaking the arrows, they would, like, write different options on the arrows or different names or whatever they put them in a quiver and then they twirled twirl it around and like the arrows would fly out and the first arrow that flew out would basically be the one they would go with oh wow um like i said the other ones like the house idols or their dead ancestors they were communicating with um and then the liver one i just thought it was it's all weird
1: now, now is he <laughs> putting some, a so, so with this as, as the, the Babylonians are trying to figure out which way mm-hmm. to go they've got these signposts is this like another like object lesson that, that he's specifically putting these signposts out or
0: um, I think he's just putting it there to force that so so because it says I hey, make a us, signpost for you and I followers of Jesus divination is off limits And for the Babylonians, it was not. But God is going to use their decision-making to march them forward to take over Israel. So I think the signpost is a way to force them to think that, hey, we should go this way. So with Paul, to stop him from going a certain way, Saul, sorry, he shed blinding light, knocked him off horse and spoke to him in audible voice. Uh, maybe for you, you get stuck by a train, um, you know, on your way to like commit a crime or something mm-hmm. yeah. um, where in this case he's using what they know and it's going to be divination.
1: <coughs> well, well, cause he says to the son of man, as he, he says, the word of the Lord came to me again, as for you, son of man, mark two ways. Um, for the sword of the king of Babylon to come. Both of them shall come from the same land and make a signpost or, and make a signpost make it at the head of the way to a city. So earlier he was commanded to go ahead and say cook things over poop or, or whatever mm-hmm. and he was supposed to, to actually do this act. Is this something that he is being told to do? Um, make these signposts Pointing in the different directions Or is this just part of the vision That he's getting When, when the Lord came to him Does that um, make sense?
0: I don't think it's So if you look at the next following lines um, They're going to go up I, So I don't think it's necessarily like He's going back to his roots mm-hmm. And doing some like prop Prophecy um, When he comes after that, he says it's going to seem like a false divination. Yeah. Um, and some people argue like, that there are possibly some treaties between the countries, mm-hmm. between Babylon and maybe some of the remnants and stuff like that, where, um, or maybe with Judah themselves, that they're not supposed to, you know, they had a treaty, so they're not supposed to attack them. Right. So they get this divination, like, wait a minute, that means we have to break this oath to, to do it which maybe makes it a little bit stronger. So I think the signpost is set up really God's using it straight up for this purpose, like okay. this divine purpose.
1: So, so it's more of like uh, to help us understand more of what, what's going on as opposed to here's my object lesson. Now watch me do this and try and figure it out. Right. We already, I guess we already, they already know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I guess okay. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think the <laughs> signpost is a literal sign or an object lesson or anything like that. I think okay. it's it's a tool being used in this to make the Babylonians think like, well, all right, you know, like the God said we have to do it kind of right. thing. Because
1: I mean, I, I know, like in Revelation, we get a lot of these like pictures, or in, in different other books, you mm-hmm. know, like in Daniel, you'll see these or. Or Jesus uses very clear objects to to help us understand things, but in Ezekiel, I feel like he goes back and forth, and so I didn't know if he had gone back to the that, that original beginning of Ezekiel, or whether this was just part of that that mm-hmm. vision to help us understand maybe what's going on with Babylon and how that deals with our judge with with the judgment that that has been promised to Israel.
0: Yeah, I think it's more of the they're gonna. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's a. I can't think of the word you use. Object lesson. Yeah. I don't right think right. it's
1: that. All right. Um. Anything else?
0: Uh. Not in that section. Okay. Ooh, so. This couch is uncomfortable. Twenty-four through twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah.
1: Therefore, thus says the Lord: because you have made your guilt to be remembered. Um, in that your transgressions are uncovered, so that in all your deeds your sins appear because you have come to remembrance. You shall be taken in hand. And you, O profane wicked one, prince of Israel, whose day has come, the time of your final judgment, thus says the Lord God, remove the turban and take off the crown. Things shall not remain as they are. Exalt that which is low and bring low that which is exalted. A ruin, 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 I will make it. This... Also shall not be until he comes, the one to whom judgment belongs, and I will give it to him.
0: yeah so this is kind of where I kind of hit the end of the notes there a little bit. Um, the profane wicked prince is Zedekiah
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, who we've mentioned in the past yep uh, the biggest thing I have out of this section was the uh, God saying remove the turban and take off the crown where he's basically stripping the priest of his title and the king prince of his title. Um, It says, things shall not remain as they are, exalt that which is low, and bring low that which is exalted, which we know somebody else had said something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, This quite possibly could be a messianic shadow. Yeah. Prophecy. I don't want to say prophecy, but a foreshadowing of a messianic ruler.
1: Mm-hmm. And he doesn't—he doesn't give Zedekiah even the, um, the word king. Like yeah. um, Ezekiel uses nasi, which is prince, instead of Melech, which is king, to identify Jerusalem's kings. So it's kind of a slam right there. But he's definitely making it clear that the leaders are going to be dethroned. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to escape this wrath. Um, they will be in the slaughter just as much as the rest of Israel.
0: Yeah.
1: And many times God actually holds leaders, being priests and kings, to the higher standard. Um, but I guess when you're all being slaughtered, I don't know if that really matters. I think you're all just kind of <laughs> maybe being brought down.
0: These uh, are the kind of little foreshadowings that I really love. I really enjoy reading these in like, Oh, uh, like I, li- I like I love those and, and those little. Thing,
1: <laughs> and Zedekiah doesn't even get the name of king, but we kind of see. He doesn't get his
0: name in there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we kind of get a, that picture though of a future king, um, which sounds very similar to again that that messianic Jesus,
0: who, ba- yeah, who basically is the the priest and the king uh-huh. at that point. You know, he. I mean, we get that whole prophet, priest, king. Uh, trichotomy uh, of Christ, um, yeah. and so this is the foreshadowing of at least two of those, yep. which is kind of awesome. Yeah, in such a subtle little way, yeah. but yeah, I just love that. Agreed. Read for that kind of stuff, like. <laughs> so this next part, the the remainder is. I don't have a lot of. I don't have any notes on it. So you can read it and then tell me what you got. All right.
1: Uh, So it's 28 to 32. And you, son of man, prophesy and say, thus says the Lord God, concerning the Ammonites and concerning their reproach, say, a sword, a sword is drawn for the slaughter. It is polished to consume and to flash like lightning. While they see for you false visions, while while they divine lies for you, to place you on the necks of the profane wicked, whose day has come, the time of their final punishment. Return it it to its sheath, in the place where you were created, in the land of your origin. I will judge you, and I will pour out my indignation upon you. I will blow upon you with the fire of my wrath, and I will deliver you into the hands of brutish men, skillful to destroy. You shall be fuel for the fire, your blood shall be in the midst of the land, You shall be no more remembered, for I, the Lord, have spoken. Ouch. Um, (laughs) So basically, um, Ammon isn't going to actually be spared either. No. Um,
0: uh, But right now they feel like they can count their blessings.
1: (laughs) And so just because judgment is coming upon Israel doesn't mean that everyone else is going to go ahead and be spared. Um, We see Ammon being highlighted right now. Um, but when we get into, I think, chapter 25 or around that, um, there's going to be about five chapters where you see all of these surrounding that you nations. you call encouraging. I said after that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, you we're going to see where, when that's encouraging, we're not the only ones. <laughs> we're not alone in this. <laughs> um, look around going, why is this happening to me? I thought we were God's people. Well, the thing is, is these everybody other everybody gonna get? Yeah, these <laughs> other nations are not gonna be immune to God's wrath. Um, they're not gonna go ahead and escape it. Um, let's see. Um, I'm looking through to see if there's anything else that I got that stuck out.
0: I think these. That was weird. I think these headphones had battery charge in them. It just said battery medium. Oh, I don't know what it was. That was odd. Well,
1: apparently, your, your, yeah, your headphones have charging batteries. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, cool. And wrath would come out on them, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, with that, um, no one is going to necessarily be free from the wrath of God um, when it comes to being held accountable for their sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like
0: they need a messianic savior.
1: I know. One that would, what, take care of all the nations?
0: Yeah, one that would be low, low-born, we'll yeah. say, and, uh, you know, we'd exalt the humble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
1: I wonder, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll find more as we go throughout the book of Ezekiel.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe the New Testament is worth reading. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: having the Old Testament really does. So Jesus is pretty freaking cool. Like, yeah. we're never, we're, we, we like to... Um, to make fun of New, New Testament Christianity in a way, but that is really a very important aspect of our faith. And Jesus is way, way, way cool. But when you add the Old Testament and all of these little pieces mm-hmm. um, to what Jesus did and what the New Testament preaches, Jesus becomes even more freaking amazing than just being a New Testament Christian
0: yeah um, it's the, we call that the whole council, like it's nice to see from front to back yeah. of the book and how it's useful in our growth, which is we kind of started the podcast based on it seemed like every place we went it was always New Testament yeah. books in Christian bookstores were about New Testament, commentaries mm-hmm. focused on New Testament, and we've always had a love for as long as I've known you, yeah, um, always reading the OT, yeah um, Old Testament. OT, mm-hmm. and so that's why you get to hear about this, because you see that <clears throat> little, those little shadows and foreshadowing of Jesus as Lord coming, and why you need that, mm-hmm. and why why that's important. In this case, um, he's the ultimate redemption for the ultimate fall, yeah. which becomes more personal to us in our lives, because we're fallen, and he comes and redeems us. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, I, I was talking with Sarah this week, and that's his wife. Which I talked to her actually more than just this week, and often. Yeah, usually just
0: once every couple of days. Yeah, She says hey.
1: But but I've been studying Revelation, and and at first, you know, you know, like I told, my, you know, Naomi was reading, which is my other daughter was reading <laughs> Revelation, and she's like, Daddy, this is a great book, and I was like, Let's get into some other parts of the Bible, then we'll get to Revelation, and. As I've been tearing it you know, I was like, you know, maybe this is a little bit down the, down the way. And as I've been reading, it, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you're ready for this. Like, Revelation is just amazing when you put it into perspective as to the things that, that we know about Jesus. And I was like, you know, at first I started off thinking, well, if I ever had to just have one book of the Bible, Revelation would be a good one. But then I was like, ooh, no, I need another one because I want to see Jesus as he was when he lived on earth. And then Revelation becomes even cooler when we see Jesus as he is now. So Matthew and Revelation. But then I was like, ooh, but then I need Deuteronomy because with Deuteronomy, I know where our sin came from and how God wants us to live.
0: You get that from Genesis, bro.
1: Yeah. But then I was like, ooh, I need Ezekiel. The
0: (laughs) Proto-Evangelion.
1: But then I was like, then I need Ezekiel because like I need to know how bad my sin really is. And then I was like, you know, I actually just need the entirety of Scripture. Yeah. Because because the, because then I was like, oh, I need Psalms because I definitely going to need some time to like really pour out my heart to God. And and then I was just like, and, and I told Sarah, I was like, then I just went down the rabbit hole. I was like, I just need all of Scripture and to understand it in its entirety because it just all fits together in helping me truly understand who god is how i relate to him and what i'm supposed to do with my faith and i was like hmm, well that that ruined my whole idea if i could just have one book hmm. or just new testament old testament i just need them both
0: yeah yeah that's one book the bible no <laughs> yeah that's such a church answer that's the bible <laughs> um yeah that's uh, um I, like in my head I'm going through uh back when we did that study years ago 15 years ago how long have I been married to 15 16 years since we did that together. Yeah yeah um when we first went through revelation and my whole goal was like I was like I don't want to hear it from the dispensational or yeah whatever you know like what you always hear I was like let's try and read it and go through without any of that uh excess and I think that I use Leon Morris's commentary which was so helpful because he doesn't look at it from that Mm -hmm. aspect but i encourage you if you've been reading revelation and trying to identify like what the locusts are supposed to represent and um you know what the seven bulls and wrath and the four horsemen are blah 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 and i won't spoil the matt chandler on the four horsemen oh yeah yeah. that's marvelous yes he's like they're already here all four are already existing um I'd recommend definitely checking out uh, Leon Morris uh, commentary, but if you're trying to do it alone, try and separate all your preconceived, what you might have heard growing up notions of Revelation. Uh, You know, don't worry about pre-mill, post-mill, dispensational, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, Just go in and Learn about what the book's about because you might be surprised.
1: I, I would and highly s- Jesus. I would highly suggest the book, um, "Discipleship on the Edge," by. That oh man, I can't.
0: That Chandler's rec-
1: Daryl Johnson, yeah. and it is a tremendous book. It is a big book. It's four over four hundred pages, mm. um, but it's actually a very easy read, um, and it does a really good job of. Um, helping you see the, I'm gonna look it up. The historical context, um, the biblical context. Um, it, it actually is a really, really good read. Um, in fact, if I didn't take it and digest it, I probably would have been through it because I I can't like I'm trying to binge watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I got to digest and really think and pray through like it. Like it is an amazing book on, on the Book of Revelation. Um, and again, that's called Discipleship on the Edge by Daryl Johnson, um, and I highly, highly suggest it. Um, and it's not, it's not like your normal commentary, um, but it does go through the book. I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm just enjoying it that much, and I'll probably reread it a couple more times. Um, I'll probably digest it now and then re-go back through it. And um, my, my family is going through. We're finishing up on the book of Matthew um, after four year or five years of that, um, and where we're starting revelation as well, and looking at it from Jesus um, as he was on earth, and then Jesus as we can see him now, um, and it's 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 a fun study.
0: Yeah, oh, it's on Kindle Unlimited.
1: Yes, I, that's where I bought it now. But I actually, just to support well, yeah, the just, author, I'll probably end up paying for it.
0: I I had Kindle Unlimited and I canceled it because I could never find anything.
1: Yeah, I could never find. Sarah has them to read
0: oh.
1: her romance novels, um, <laughs> and I never find anything Under on the there. She
0: goes. <laughs>
1: well, she won't listen to it. Don't, no one is. snitch um, uh, on me. Kindle. But it really is a great book.
0: Says, oh you can buy it for 10 bucks on Kindle. That's
1: Wait, 10 bucks?
0: Yeah, 10 bucks if you want to buy it. It's on sale? That's Kindle. Kindle right. edition. Oh, okay. I buy Kindle editions. Yeah. I use
1: I thought it was more than that when I originally looked it says, at it.
0: Do I have Kindle Unlimited? I thought I canceled it.
1: So maybe it's cheaper when you buy it on Kindle Unlimited?
0: No, I don't have Kindle Unlimited. Okay. I thought I canceled it. Um, yeah, I don't let me see if i can uh, oh
1: not know. anyway oh
0: if i hit buy now yeah it's 10 bucks but if i hit buy now i buy it whether i want to or not okay oh that's so. cool yeah, yeah i use a for my reading i use an old school kindle um the e-ink one yeah yeah i love that wow I lo- and i uh does it have
1: a backlight on it yeah oh wow
0: um but if i read before bed i don't have to worry about screen blue light that like it's supposed to like screw up your sleep patterns
1: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: So, and then, uh,
1: can you still buy those?
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, Ezzy bought one with his Christmas money, I think it was not birthday, Christmas money, and he all the time. And if you buy it for kids, it comes without any advertisements. Yeah. And uh, it does cost more. But they also get, um, like this kids unlimited thing. What do you got? Oh, okay. I see it. That's the unlimited. Yeah. You have to go to, like, uh, see all. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I won't let everybody Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah uh, we're almost up anyway. Um, if you're going to go through New Testament Revelation, Daryl Johnson, Discipleship on the Edge. Yeah. Uh, Leon Morris, his commentary on Revelation. Uh, he's really good with all things apocalyptic literature. Okay. Um, the Matt Chandler series from the Village Church in Texas. Oh, that was good. Uh, on Revelation is one of the best you'll ever hear. Even if you're a Presbyterian and you're afraid because he's a Baptist. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a really good, outstanding series. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be my top recommendations. And find a friend, buddy, pal, chum, wife, spouse, husband, whatever. that will read it with you. Yeah. It'd be yep. good times. Yep. So, other than that, uh, thanks for tuning in for Ezekiel and staying for Revelation. Yes. Um,
1: and we'll be there. Yeah, we... Uh-oh. Did we just break our own rules? Like, we went okay. from old... We just spent, like, five, ten minutes in the New Testament. Yeah, it's all good. All right. With that, uh, we'll see you for Ezekiel 22, and when I say see you, you'll hear hear us. us. Yeah. Bye. Bye.